What's the word, y'all? Welcome back to Called Game. Today, we have a very special guest, former NBA player, host of All the Smoke, Matt Barnes. Welcome to the show, How man. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Boy, so focused, you know this my trash day. From the logo like Dane Bay. Tell him I gotta go and get the money. Good, cause the money won't pay me. If anybody really think they no balling, well, please tell him come to Bay May. Or you can go to YouTube and search Called Game, watching an HD, y'all. And that's game. I feel like I know you because of all the smoke, man. That's what's up. I love that. You know what I mean? I've I've been blessed. You know, I've been through several different kind of ways where obviously college, NBA, you know, my ex-wife was reality TV. And then now this next stage after is ESPN, mm -hmm. all the smoke showtime. So, hey, man. People keep seeing my face. So I keep getting money for it, so I'm good with it. What I like doing when I have somebody on the show is telling my favorite moment of their playing career because I'm like a student of the game. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? I can't play, but I can watch right. and, and okay. study. So my favorite moment from you is game seven versus the Spurs, right? I'm, CP is my favorite player of mm -hmm. all time. So that was a big CP game. You know, mm -hmm. he got the hamstring injury. Yeah. But people forget you was balling that game. Yeah, that, I had a nice little game. I don't remember my numbers. I want to say, uh, but I, I blocked Kawhi at the end for yep. the, uh, the lob at mm -hmm. the end. But I had a nice game, too. Yeah, you had, like, I want to say 12 or 15 points in the first quarter. You had uh -huh. a big shot. And then, like you said, the double block. I think mm -hmm. on that same play, they got the ball and scored again. Mm -hmm. But the double block was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you had CP closing it out. Yeah, man, that was that Lob City team, man, I really feel like we missed an opportunity to win a championship with that mm -hmm. team. I think we had all the pieces. I just think... Uh, we were our own worst enemies in so many ways. And we had some bad luck with injuries with Blake and sure. CP getting injured in the playoffs. But as far as talent and depth, man, that, that Lob City team was special. It was fire. It was fire. I mean, I was yeah. watching every single day. Like, CP is my dude. Hell yeah. And it's like that shot, the, the last shot, um, you can see it like after he's had this interview, you can see like the tears in his eyes because yeah. he just know, yeah. like, I gave him my all. Right. I'm not even going to be able to play next series. Yeah. It was crazy. I love CP, man. I've, got, I've been blessed to play with some dope, like, obviously talented players, but like guys I want to go to war with, like mm -hmm. Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant. I put CP right in that same conversation right. with those. Like CP is a monster, a dog, and will do anything it takes to win, man. So, man, shout out my homie CP and our, our you know, my kids and uh, his son are like best friends. So I get a chance to stay close with the family, even though I'm Let's done start. playing. Yeah. We want to transition to before that. Because your path to the NBA wasn't an easy one. Right. Um, so tell me where it started when it comes to, to the NBA. Um, I was drafted in 2002, um, middle of the second round. Didn't really get a chance um, in Cleveland and was cut and had to go to the um, the D-League. I think it was yeah, the D-League. Mm -hmm. And I played it at Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, that was a humbling experience. You know, not that I was ever an arrogant type of person or didn't appreciate every opportunity. It was just like, damn, like I went from going to the NBA, staying in this nice hotel and training camp to like this, 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 this nasty hotel I'm staying in now. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? So it really kind of set a fire underneath me and just knew I had to grind. And, and really it was kind of setting the outline for my whole career, kind of the blueprint. Like my whole career was a grind. And, you know, from someone who was drafting the second round, went to the D league, and then played 14 years and, you know, was a part of a championship team my last season. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people didn't make it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And I was someone who made it. So uh, it was a blessing. And I definitely just appreciated every opportunity because I knew it was such a grind for me. So as an outsider, we get the Wolves bombs. X-Player have been traded. Mm -hmm. What is the conversation like you as a rookie and maybe didn't even get to the office when they say we, we cutting you right now? Man, it's tough because it's just like... 
this is your dream. Mm. You know what I mean? Like this is what you work your whole life for. And um, it's devastating. But like I said, it, you can look at it a couple that you can pout, you can sulk, you can do whatever you want to do, or you can use it as motivation. You right. know, and I was someone who shit's never been easy for me. You know what I mean? So I just knew that, okay, this is just okay. I feel you. Thank you for the opportunity, and I'm gonna keep grinding, and, and and that's just the way I looked at it. So you left the D League. You end up on the Clippers. Yeah. How, how did you end up in LA for the first time? Uh, it was a 10 day contract. I don't remember. Someone got hurt. They brought me in, and and it was Coach Mike Dunleavy. So this is early, like um, Quentin Richardson, mm -hmm. Keon Dooling, mm -hmm. um, Elton Brand. Uh, we had a good team. Bobby Simmons, just a young team. Eddie House, Chris Wilcox. We had a cool little team. Um, yeah, I got caught up on a 10-day and then got an opportunity to play. Dunleavy threw me right in the mix and was just playing well. You know, I was right. I was like, you know, eight points, eight rebounds, and in limited minutes, 12 points, seven rebounds. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just kept doing my thing, and they signed me to a second 10-day, and then after that, they signed me for the season. So I kind of feel like where I messed up at was I was supposed to go back for a multi-year deal after my first year, and this is when the Sacramento Kings were really good. Right. And I'm from Sacramento, and Chris Weber is like my big brother, so – I'd be going up there and working out with him and Jason Williams, and they had that Peja and like that team. I'd be messing with them dudes all summer. Yeah. And um, Coach Adamant saw me uh, playing during the summertime, and, and and he wanted to offer me a contract. So it was just a one year deal, though. So the Clippers were going to offer me two, Sacramento offered me one. But this is when the when when uh, Sacramento's batting the Lakers to get right, to the yeah. finals, you know. So that was back in the early 2000s. So. I'm like, damn, I'm going to go with my home team. So I went with Sack, and then I ended up getting traded with Chris Weber to Philly. Right. And kind of so began my, my my marathon. Right. So you end up in Philly. You already mentioned playing with AI. Mm -hmm. Just some some real dogs on that team. Yeah. Philly was Philly was a good team. So this is uh, AI, C-Web, um, a young Andre Iguodala, mm -hmm. a rookie Lou Will, yep. a young Kyle Korver, Samuel Dallenbear, uh, but it was messed up for me because I never really got an opportunity to play. Like they had their mindset on their young guys that they had drafted. Um, and I was kind of just a throw in with the C Web trade. So obviously Web is going to play. So I never really got an opportunity to play. And maybe for, so, you know, maybe four or five games, six games, mm -hmm. seven games. It wasn't too many. I don't want to say an exact number, but I'm not sure. It just wasn't a lot. Um, so I just used to, you know, work on my, just keep working. Like yeah. I said, that's kind of my motivation. And, um, you know, when I got up out of there, um, I ended up going to Golden State. And that was the first time in a while where a coach just kind of let me, like, go out there and be you. Go out there and play. And that's Don Nelson. And that's this before I like, before I knew. But that, that was our, we, our first year of our We Believe team. And um, he believed in me. And it was kind of a wrap after after that. You know, from, from then on, I was either a starter or a six-man pretty much for the rest of my career. I want to talk about that We Believe team because it's, like, monumental. I'm going <laughs> to always say it's the only – Eight seed to be the one seed in the seven game series. I know it happened again after yeah. that, but D Rose was out, so yeah. I'm not counting that one. Um, <laughs> but that was just such a big moment. Uh, Donnie Nelson just understood where the future right. of basketball was going. I mean, yeah. the small ball. I think Big Al was the the biggest guy yeah. on the court at yeah. six nine. But some, for yeah, but sometimes it would be either me or Stephen Jackson playing five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just a, a situation where, um, you know, really my first year playing, I played well enough to kind of allow them to make some trades and they had you know Dunleavy and, and Troy Murphy on deals so they end up trading those two and I, I'm not sure what else for mm -hmm. Steven Jackson Al Harrington pretty much and they come and 
our team doesn't really hit a stride right off the bat, but we start really gelling with each other off the court and, and really, really messing with each other. So once we kind of hit a stride, like it was a game in Detroit towards the end of the season where we're just like, yo, if we, you know, if we, we do our thing, we can make the playoffs. So we're all on the plane getting hype, hyping each other up. And then we went on like maybe like we won like maybe 18. It was a crazy of, streak. Yeah, 18. And we maybe went 18 and five or something like that. And on the very last night beat Portland and the Clippers lost to get us in the playoffs. And then once we got in the playoffs, uh, Nelly, Nelly had pretty much built that young Mavericks team with, you mm -hmm. know, the MVP Dirk and, you know, Josh Howard and all those other guys. So we were just ready for him. And, and, and not only we know we could beat him, but we knew we could bully him too. And that's what we really did. And I remember those pissing dudes like Stackhouse and Josh Howard off because we were bullying everyone. And those two weren't going for him, but pretty much everyone else was. Like we were just thugging them and we were out hooping them. So it was fun. That felt like a championship. It for, did. for the city, for, for like even just the average basketball fan, everybody loves the underdog. Yeah, come in and beat Dirk, who was just the MVP, MVP of the league. Yeah, they they want to say they won like sixty three games 60, that year. I think it was like sixty seven. I think 67 it was sixty seven. Yeah, just ridiculous. So Y'all come in and just yeah, man, lock that, was them a, up. that was a, that was a really good team, and you know we were fortunate enough to beat them, and then the refs in the Utah series were crazy, <laughs> and uh, you know. That's where it kind of ended. But when, when, you know, when people talk about the We Believe experience, it was only three or four months, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But it was so historical that, you know, people, when I got a chance to go back at the end of my career and, and, um, and be on that 17 championship team, the players, the media, the fans, everyone still wanted to talk about that We Believe team. So it really made a, an imprint um, on, the, on the Bay Area, and it, it, it was a, an amazing time. So how was the, the atmosphere of the arena during the We Believe days. But I want to compare it to when you end up there again in 2017. Unbelievable. The We Believe crowds were louder. It was crazy because Steve Kerr was an announcer for TNT mm. um, for us uh, when, when when we played. And then the head coach when the ch during the championship run, and he, even, even he said, like, the We Believe crowds were just insane. Yeah. It was because it was just so... They had always been loyal and supportive, but for the first time, like they really felt like a team that like spoke their language. Like we were in the city, hanging out on the corners in Oakland and San Francisco in the club. Like we were touchable, we were accessible, you know. So we were like from, you know, so was, we were we were one of them, and they really bonded to us. Um, and like I said, it was a hell of a time. I want to remind people at home that like the Warriors weren't. Um, they won't know nothing before the We Believe days. Like, you can go all the way back to 60s, 70s. Well, they had the run TMC where they right, had made right. the playoffs with uh, Mully, Mitch Richmond, and Tim Hardaway. But, but after that, but it was like darkness. Then, it was, yeah, but the one thing I'll say is the fans were always super loyal, even mm -hmm. though the teams were good, whether it be the A's, Raiders, Niners, because they've all went through their ups and downs. Um, they've always been really loyal, so it was dope to be able to bring kind of like a winning mentality and team back to a city that just kind of represented the city uh, that our team represented the city so well that they just they really messed with us so you guys get that playoff spot i'm guessing immediately donnie nelson starts working on this game plan right yeah what was the actual game plan for dirk uh to put smaller people because dirk that was dirk's mvp season and he was a miss i mean he's one of the greatest players ever but he was just a nightmare i mean if he if if you're if you're too small he'll post you up and back you down mm -hmm. if you're too big he'll take you on the perimeter and go by you but it was he'd always been guarded by bigger guys you know right. so for the first time nelly starts putting like me and and jack on him and someone that's just as fast maybe he might he might have been a little bit strong because he's bigger but not much stronger he couldn't just bully us mm -hmm. and we just made him work and then every time he turned his back we would double team 
Right. So we just had him off balance the whole entire time because he was really smart from where he ISOed at. Like, he didn't really ISO. He didn't post on the block. If you remember, Dirk would always post at the elbows because that's when you can see the double teams mm -hmm. coming. But he always had a rhythm where he would go to his left shoulder and then or go to his right and then spin back. And every time he'd spin back, we would double team him and, you know, hit him, bully him, do whatever we could to kind of slow him down. And it worked. Shout out to Dirk, though. He did have a redemption. Oh, got the 2011. Dirk is one of the greatest players of all time, man. Greatest big man shooter of all time. Yep. Um, I love Dirk's game. I remember, though, after that series, they were dogging him on, like, TV oh, yeah. and everywhere. It's like, there's no yeah. way you should win MVP 70, or almost 70 games and then lose to the And AC. I think, you know, us, you know, the way we beat him kind of changed his mentality, too, because, you know, our, me and Jack's plan was just to bully him. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we tried to do that. And I think, you know, obviously he continued to work on his game and become one of the greatest ever. But I just think that, like, He's like, okay, well, I'm not going to let that happen no more. Right. And every time we played him after, it was a motherfucker. But we were able to get him, um, you know, when it counted. I want to talk about the Kobe flinch moment. I know you mm -hmm. already talked about it on your show when you mm -hmm. had Kobe, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. Um, I feel like when I watched that one, I was like, I wish that we didn't know the story. You know, isn't it like a bit cooler if we thought that Kobe was looking directly at you instead of over you? See, no, it was... I, it's weird with the camera angle, but I know and like I guess it was a, was a few years ago where the overhead camera angle showed it, it looked like it was it was in his face. Mm -hmm. It was I put it there. You <laughs> know what I mean so for people to say and I never I let people oh it wasn't in his face. I mean I let them say whatever, but like he and I know it was like in his face. Mm -hmm. You know so it was it was just a crazy game. It was uh, you know headed towards the playoffs. Um, they had battled each other in the finals the year before. Yep. Um, so it was just a, you know, just a late season with a lot of intensity. And, you know, one thing about Kobe, obviously he's was the most physically gifted, uh, player we've ever seen, but he was also really smart. So he would just not only try to physically dominate you, but mentally dominate you as well. So he would do a lot of little dirty shit that he would never get caught for. Right. Elbow you, hit you in the sternum, hit you here, grab you, just all kinds of stuff that he would get away with. So he was doing that to me and I kept getting foul calls and, and you know in trouble for retaliating so it just came to a point where like man i'm about to fight this dude. like forget <laughs> basketball like let's just fight so really i didn't even plan on faking the ball in his face like literally my arms it just did it yeah and it you know it like i said it it, it brushed his eyebrows he didn't flinch <laughs> um you know we go on to win the game but i become a free agent after that season and I'm talking to like D Wade and Pat Riley, and this is when they're putting the big three together in Miami. So I'm thinking I'm just going to go from Orlando up to Miami. <clears throat> and, you know, I probably had two calls with Pat Riley and you know, mm -hmm. talked to D Wade. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call from a number I don't even know. And if people, you know, people who know me, I don't answer the phone most of the time if I know it. Who right. it is. So <laughs> but for me to just happen to answer an, uh, an, uh, a number I didn't know, I just felt obligated to answer it, and, and, and crazy enough, it was Cole. Mm. So he hits me up, and he I answer the phone. Like, what's up? It's Cole. Like, yeah. I was like, who is this? <laughs> he's like, nah, for real, it's Cole. And we, and we both kind of start laughing. You know, he's like, I want to talk to you about, you know, what you're doing, and we get to talking about the situation. He's just like, yo, he's like, yo, anyone crazy enough to fuck with me is crazy enough to play with me. Do you want to be a Laker? And I'm like. Hell yeah. Like, I grew up, you know, a Magic Johnson Showtime Laker fan and arguably the greatest Laker of all time is asking me to come play with them. And, like, three or four, day to, three or four days later, I was a Laker. 
That's crazy. Yeah. It's Kobe out there being the GM, man, the star player, everything. Went, well, because you know he got into a Ron Artest the year before, so he mm -hmm. went out and got Ron, and then right. he went out and got me, and he, you know, he was just he, he'd rather run with us than run again, you know, run into us. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, it, it, it was a fun time. Yeah, Meta told a very similar story. He's yeah. like, because I think when Meta was in Houston, yeah, they, went, the playoffs, they went head to head. Kobe had elbowed him. Yep, and remember, yep. Ron ran up on him. That's why I tell you, dude, Kobe was elbowing me. If you watch some of the high, like I caught a dunk tip one time where he tried to block Dwight's shot and I dunk tipped the miss and he elbowed me from like my chest yeah. to my chin. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to fuck this dude <laughs> up. And, this is, and the refs weren't saying, acting like looking at it, but acting like they didn't see it. And then call a foul on me or something crazy. So it was funny. But like I said, I think he respected just my competitiveness because, you know, I've been watching Kobe for a long time. I, you know, I got to college in 98. He got to the Lakers in 96. Mm -hmm. But he used to be up on our campus a lot because he was young, right. you know. So he would be on our campus playing the men's gym, work out in poly after. So I used to, like, sneak back in after UCLA practice and watch him work out. So, you know, I've been knowing about Kobe the whole time. So it was always just an honor to go against him because, I, you know, I'd been a fan of him at first, but then, you know, been watching him for so long. Right. Right. So for the next portion of this episode, we're going to bring in the Barnes boys, man. The twins. They're the twins. Here. Let's get them ready. Now we're joined by the Barnes boys, Isaiah. Yes, sir. And Carter. That's right, right? Yep. yep. What are y'all yep. working on? Uh, we're working on our podcast. We get to do it like once a week, but we're looking to get more into it as we go along. And yeah, really enjoy shooting it as well. Yeah. Yep. On the podcast, we talk about sports, video games, social media, sneakers, music, all all that good you stuff. You guys played one-on-one. -on -one. What happened? Oh, yeah. Um, Clapped him in a one-on-one. Beat me by one. I came back twice. Beat so, me by uh, one. Beat came me back at twice. school. Huh? Beat me at school. Huh? Beat me when the cameras are on. What happened then? He yeah. jumped. He jumped in the pool. Then um, he threw me in the pool. It was, it was, that stuff was cold. Ain't no stopping me when you know that I called yeah. So I mentioned y'all youngsters. You know, you big NBA fans. But there's some parts of NBA fandom that y'all don't know about just because y'all are young. So behind me, I have a package. Uh -oh. Straight from eBay. Uh -oh. Straight, straight from eBay. Dang, that stuff got multiple things. Multitasker. <laughs> Straight from eBay. Matt, this is for you too. Okay. Hey, hey this show's gonna last, man. It's cool. And they give you gifts when you come on here. <laughs> All right. So in here we have some sneakers that are part of the culture for a very, very long time. Okay. Y'all may not know much about these, Probably but Probably not. Sure. The throwback and one joint. Wow. Anything, anything. Matt, these bring back any memories? Yeah, man, that's that was it. M1 was it when I was growing up. That was you my first dope, tattoo, bro. actually, was the M1 dude, and I got it covered up, but that was my first tattoo. Fire. Isaiah, what do you think about those? Be honest, though, you ain't, these aren't the sponsor. That's the sponsor, so if you don't rock with them, <laughs> would you wear I like those? these. I'd for sure wear these. Okay. Dope. These are mine now, after I said. <laughs> you want you want to feel? I can't. How do I? There you go. Dang. Stuff. Yeah, dope. Well, that's crazy. I ain't seen that once for a minute. Are yeah. they making a comeback? Those, Yo, they're those my size too. I'm keeping these. You know what? They, they bought them because they're my size. I'm oh, 24. Really? <laughs> they're my size. Man, and one and one was a whole culture. You know, they had everything from the headbands <clears throat> to the t-shirts, sweatshirts, the baggy shorts back in the day. Like you gotta think like you see where their shorts at now. Like <laughs> our shorts used to be like 5X, so they come past our knees. Mm -hmm. I feel old talking about this stuff with my kids. <laughs> like, I guess I'm officially old, huh? But no, for AM1 was a movement. Like I said, I had a tattoo. They had 
They had a bunch of uh, well, I mean, Ray for Austin. Yep. I think Jason Williams might have been with them at one time. Um, How many Kevin, people were with them? Was Kevin Garnett with them earlier? No, was he always Nike? It wasn't Kevin Garnett. They had some people, though. Yeah, no, and one, and one was definitely a wave. How yeah. many people were with them at the time? I'm not sure. They, had they a were bunch big, though. though. No, yeah, they, were they really had a bunch. Big. But it, it was street basketball. It started off as street basketball. And then Ray for Austin crossed it over. Literally, man, shout out my man Set Free, the the compound. Uh, he's you know he's one of the uh, creators of the the whole movement. But it was just street basketball with all that crazy dribbling and mm-hmm. all. You guys can look it up on YouTube tonight. Right. I'm uh, sure y'all know about the professor. He's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Doing professor, yeah, he yeah he was yeah, but it was it was dope. And then you know Ray for Austin was able to go from there to the NBA. So it was it, it definitely got a lot of hype back in the early 2000s. Do y'all realize like how big of a deal your dad actually is? Because I know he's your dad, so it's like a little bit lower. He may not be as cool to you. But, like, this is a big moment to have Matt here and, of course, y'all here. Do y'all understand how big of a, yes. a deal he is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, actually. <sighs> the only part that I don't like about having a famous dad is that we always get stopped every now and then in public. <laughs> pictures, <laughs> pictures, man. It's a real deal, Maybe though. Maybe can't go out in public. Yeah, think about it. If I watched Matt a bunch when I was, like, y'all age. Right, so seeing him on TV, playing 80-plus games, watching him be great, the We Believe Warriors, it's a big moment. Because I may not run into Matt ever again if I'm in public. So let me see if I can get a picture. Let me see if I can snag a picture with him. Yeah, That's think about it. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, think about it from that perspective. Yep. Find the hottest new releases and the most sought-after retro kicks on eBay. Authenticity guaranteed. We got these right here. We're going to have the Barnes Boys and Pops sign them, and you can potentially get those on eBay. Thank you. No pressure, though. It's a, for your first autograph. <laughs> All right. If you mess up, there's no going back from that. I know it says right Sharpie. Now. And that was a sloppy. You got yeah. sirens going on in the bag. No matter. When I was y'all age, I was practicing my signature all the time. <laughs> How? Like, do you write it in cursive or something? Yeah, you make it real quick. Because you, you got to think about it. If you're an NBA player, you're going down the tunnel. You're doing like 20 of those in the, you know, in the row. So you got to, for me, my name Kenny Beecham. So it's KB Yo, number 13. Boom. That was it. KB number 13. Now, I didn't How get you to do use it a just lot. Matt? You just did Matt in cursive? I go Matt B. Really? In mm-hmm. cursive? Your signature really be like this. How does that spell out Matt B? <laughs> you just got to look at it harder. No, I've looked at it plenty of times. Exactly, bro. I try to, I try to learn from. Yo, the I res- even try to recreate it once. Sometimes, I, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it did not go so good. Sometimes I look at the receipt and I'm like, how does he do this, man? Does the same thing every. That's time. a little bit different on the receipt for sure. Boom. Like, how does that say Matt? It just says MB22. Where's the two? Okay, either I'm blind or I can't read that good. <laughs> A little bit of both. So last thing I got for y'all, Barnes boys, is what we want to call three-second rule, three seconds in the pan. I'm going to ask y'all some real quick questions. You got three seconds to come up with the answer, okay? All right. <laughs> Favorite sneaker of all time? LeBron's. Just LeBron's total. Kyrie's. Some Reese. Okay, okay. Favorite player of all time? Kobe. 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 Can't go wrong with Kobe, man. Favorite NBA team? Lakers. Clippers. When my, dad, when my dad played for them. He played for both, you know what I'm saying? There's a little love. Okay. I've just got to say, when, def- when my dad was on the Clippers, me and oh, Carter would not take off those jerseys, all right? <laughs> the names were ripped off everything. What's your favorite video game? Call of Duty, respectfully. In 2K. In 2K, okay, okay. Are you uh, more a fan of offense or defense? Offense. Defense. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. defense. I'd rather oh, play you're defense. A liar. I'd rather Cut play it defense. Out. Cut it out. I'd rather <laughs> play defense. On our podcast, we would have called that cap. That's cap. So uh, <laughs> you're capping very much right now. 
Did I? You, you have no defense. I Neither do you. I took your ankles at school. Ooh. When? Uh-oh. Don't lie. This is huh? what we're here Don't for. Lie. Uh, Don't know. lie. Don't lie. So in the one on one, on the one on one, who's winning? Me. It really depends. Me. It, not, it depends. You beat me at you beat me at the dad's house. I beat you at school every day. Cap. Facts. Cap. Who what? Who, who? Oh, we got it on podcast too. That's, you guys got to get your <laughs> That's rematch. That's something I got to get to. You guys got to get your rematch. I beat him at school every day. He beat me one time at the house. And you that was the, yeah, you had to you jump had in the pool. That was the one on camera. And that was it. Hey, that's the only one the that counts. Yeah, the, the, camera God, God, that's the, right the cameras were on that at the time. The cameras were on that at the time when you beat me. So. <laughs> Shout out to Flight. Um, the very last one we have, would you rather have a crazy handle like Kyrie or a jump shot like Steph Curry? Give me the jump shot. I, I want to pull from deep. You know, I already have a jump shot. So I'm he already got the jump <laughs> shot. I the yes, yes. I need I need him. Ain't no stopping me when you know that I caught that. So on this show, we're into sneakers, hoops, and trading cards. Are, are you guys trading. into trading cards? Trading cards. Yeah. Basketball or basketball? The other ones? Ba- we uh, keep it basketball around here. No, we were talking about we need to get you guys into trading cards too. Because I mean, you guys already know all the players, but now that stuff's worth a lot of money. Well, today we have a Michael Jordan. Yeah, card. we have He's like a case Michael Jordan card. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. We, we have two packs. For you. What we do around here? There's four cards in this pack. Four cards in this pack. Ooh, that's a better team. We want you to open it, and we're going to build the team. Build oh, a start okay. at five with the eight cards. So. All right. See what we can get. Right. We've put together some good teams on this. Hopefully. So let's see what we got. Start off over there. Who's uh, your first guy, Carter? Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers, okay. Who's your first guy, Zaya? Wendell Carter Jr. Not too bad. Who's your second guy? Ooh, Mo, Mo Bamba. <laughs> what was that reaction? Ooh, Mo Bamba. Huh? No, that wasn't for him. Okay. That's my next card. Okay. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Shout out to Chicago legend. Handles legend. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Okay. Ooh. We got our star player right there. You're going to get a lot of shots. Kendall Johnson. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Who's He's having a good guy? year. He was going pretty bad. Brandon Clark. Who's Brandon that? Clark. Mm-hmm. Brandon Clark. Clark. Okay. Brandon Clark. Yep. Brandon Clark, not too bad. Up and coming guy. Mm-hmm. Who's your last card? Nair Gordon. <laughs> All right. So now with our with our eight our pl- eight yeah. players here, yeah. built that star five. We got we got Kyrie at the one. That's, That's it. all we care about. Who was the rest of those? Who, who was your last card? I got Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. You can probably remember Eric Gordon. Eric, Eric Houston. Gordon. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. We don't really have a big in there. No. Well. Wendell Carter, Carter can he play Yeah, he counts. He's been hooping lately. Now yep. that he got traded. Yep. How, t- how tall is he? So Wendell Carter, Kyrie, I'll probably put Eric Gordon at the Eric two. Eric Gordon. You got Jabari Parker as well. J- Jabari, Jabari Parker. Parker at the three, but he was a beast before he got hurt. He just Facts. kept getting hurt. Uh, hey, I said Chicago legend. Carter, who do you have? Mo Bamba. Oh, Mo Bamba's a big. Yep. How tall is he? I'd say put Wendell at the eleven. four and put Mo Bamba yeah. at the five. They teammates now. Yeah. They've been. They actually been running that so lineup. That's, a so that's not bit. really that bad. So you got Kyrie. You mm-hmm. got uh, Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordon. Who's your three? Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Wendell's Wendell running Carter. the four and Mo Bamba at the five. Mo Bamba at the five. We got Kyrie Irving. We got Kyrie Irving to kill. Yeah, Kyrie's gonna get a lot of shots. If we're going to record out of ten games, we have to sign Kyrie. So like, are we a playoff team? With no. that lineup? No. no. Not even Kyrie with Kyrie gets hurt. We're all done. <laughs> Kyrie gets hurt. We're done. Where's Kyrie. Kyrie at? Kyrie. Where's your two at? Eric, two. Eric Gordon. Not Jabari Parker. Wait. Barry. Yeah. Three. Yeah, Wendell. You got both of them, right? Hey. And Mo? 
Not too bad. It's not too bad. It'll be like the 19 and 50 Warriors if he gets hurt. For sure. <laughs> Just, uh, that's how fast it can go downhill. You know you can find the rarest cards and latest box drops. eBay, a one-stop shop for sellers and buyers. The last thing we have is for you, Matt. Mm. The name of the show is called Game. You know, when the game is on the line, anybody in NBA history, who do you want the ball in their hands? And you know what? The rest of the boys can answer this too. Oh, yeah. To take the game-winning shot, who do you want taking it? I'm going to take Kobe. Kobe. Kobe's made more game-winning shots than I'm probably taking anyone I've seen. I'm Jordan. I got Kobe. Two Kobe's and one Jordan. Who are you taking? I, I'm gonna take Kobe too. Man. Everybody that we've talked to so far has picked Kobe because mm. it's just it's the it's the only answer to mm. be honest. With you. It's the I'll only answer. So we appreciate y'all at home watching this episode. Be sure to leave a like. Check the description so you can get the Barnes Boys. Also, of course, all the smoke. You know about that. Leave a like, and we'll be back next week. Peace.